0: So friendship can be restored uh, with intentional sacrifice, perseverance, and especially prayer. I mean, let me give you a few things that that can help you. One, recognize that friendship building takes a lot of work and time. You got to carve out the time in your day to make that happen. Does that make sense? And you got to be very intentional, just like your walk with the Lord. If you think it's just gonna happen, it don't just happen, right? You have to be intentional.
1: Thanks for joining us back on the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations facing life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. As we close out 2019, we invite you to celebrate the great work that's been done with us this year. If All Things Possible Ministry has blessed you in any way or you'd like to help see Victor and Eileen continue their work, feel free to visit victormarks.com to see the many ways your giving can impact their efforts to restore those affected by trauma around the globe and help thousands of women, children, and members of our military find hope, healing, and the power of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you, so let's dive into today's show. In this week's live message, Victor visits scripture packed with wisdom and guidance to help understand, build and protect the relationship with your spouse in regards to friendship. He challenges us to reflect on where we're investing most of our energy and the importance of intentionality, making time, and learning one another as a lifestyle. Friendship and marriage can be restored with intentional sacrifice, perseverance, and prayer. Here is Victor Marx on protecting the friendship of marriage.
0: So we're going to look at a few scriptures this morning that's going to help us To understand, to build, to defend against, and protect our relationships with our spouse in regards to friendship. Okay? Friendships. Now, if you would turn to John chapter 21. John chapter 21, verse 15. and So when they had eaten breakfast, this is after the... Crucifixion, and Jesus has come back. After they'd eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, well, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said, well, feed my lambs. And he said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because he had said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things and you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Now we're familiar with this story. But I'll tell you something interesting. When Jesus was asking Peter, do you love me? He was using the, the, the Greek word for love, agape. Okay? Peter is responding to him saying, Yes, Lord, I love you. But he's using the Greek word phileo, which is a friendship love. And there's a difference. So once and twice. And the third time Jesus asked him, Do you love me? He switched it up. He went from agape to phileo. So he's saying, Peter... Yes, Lord, you know that I I love you. Like with an affectionate friendship. And there is a difference between the two. Agape is learned. Phileo is natural. I mean, agape is supernatural. Uh, Phileo is emotional. Agape is really volitional. Phileo is discriminatory. Agape is not. Phileo is because of. Agape is in spite of. And then phileo, that love does fail. But agape never fails. But here we see Jesus asking Peter three times, Do you love me? Let me put this in perspective for you all. Phileo, it's mostly used and understood as friendly affection. Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love. It's love for a friend. Okay? But women, ladies, females... It would be like you asking your husband, Hey, babe, do you love me more than football, hanging out with your buddies, your car? Ooh. (laughs) Maybe you know I love you more than this car. (laughs) So there's got to be different types of love. But phileo is very, very, very important in the relationship. And if you do a word study on the different types of loves, it's, it's in here more than you would realize, you, you know, in the Bible, in the New Testament. So we're going to turn to the first one in Titus, chapter 2, verse 4. He's talking in verse 3, the older women likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not giving them much wine, teachers of good things, that they uh, admonish the young women, To love their husbands, to love their children. So, is that word from the agape or the phileo? It's phileo. It's the friendship. It's the affectionate love. That's what they're talking about. Now, with this, I think, and I don't think this is biased. I just think it's a truth that women gals in general are more relational than men. Amen. Ladies like to talk more. Ladies tend to be more transparent. Y'all kind of heard, you know, you're just Oh, I don't know if that's a right in a gazelleish way. <laughs> Not bison or nothing like that. I mean, uh so yeah, you're antelope together, (laughs) together. But women tend to be more relational, and I think they come at this easier uh, with nurturing relationships. And gals, we need your help. We need you to help us with that. You understand? I mean, including be patient with us. Because guys, we're, we're a little bit slower. In that way, I mean, we'd be happy... Like this, right? Sitting on the back. Hang out in the corner with a 40. Sorry, that was before Christ. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying. So, gals, have mercy on us. Okay? Uh, Especially depending on the way you were raised. If you're raised in a family where there's not a lot of conversation... Uh, especially among the guys, you, you, you know, there's not a lot of hugging. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you get married, and then you're in that, and, and maybe she comes from that, where there's a lot of hug. Oh, and yeah. in conversation, the guy's like, Oh, this is really unc- are you through? Are you. Di-? And it's like, Am I through? I hadn't even got started. Okay. Uh, you, you can see it uh, m- moms don't you see it when your husband's listening to one, one of your kids talk especially a little girl who's telling about their day and they just get on a roll and they're going from one thing to the next to the next and the dad's like hey, yeah, she, wow uh. <laughs> so, uh, you know I learned to pull out things wow oh, look at the shiny object Like, oh. I told my wife before, just tag team me when you see me. I can't breathe anymore. Can't that. Oh, I'm really interested in your Barbie and all this stuff. And but man, that doesn't preclude us from not trying, amen? And getting uncomfortable. Because sometimes you just work through it and you're like, that was kind of cool. I just found out their favorite color. Or whatever. But in a relationship with your wife, Men, we have to work on it. We have to press in. And that's why I'm, you know, hold you men feet to the fire. We put a lot of effort in the things we want to do and like. Amen? Including work. uh, Including sports. Or whatever you, you know, whatever you like. We're not, most men can be very driven to do that. But we have to invest in our friendship and relationship with our spouse. Now, why was Eileen and I's relationship on the rocks out in Hawaii? You know, we hadn't had adultery. We hadn't done anything crazy. We just drifted. We became partners in business and goal-oriented and and task-driven. And when we forgot to just uh, do the simple things, hold hands sit on the lanai and just have coffee. I stopped looking in her eyes and said, what's going on in your world? What happened today? What's going on? How can I help you? Little stuff like that. I stopped doing that. And uh, I stopped fawning over her. And and you drift, believe me, until finally you get knocked out. It's like when you're sparring, you'd be sparring for you know, years and you get in the ring and you may not just be all there. And then boom, boom, you kind of relax. i sudden. kapow! And I'm not talking them, I'm talking you. And you're like, well, what the heck, who is that? Oh, it's you. Amen, Pastor Dave? That's how it is. And spiritually and relationally, it's a much greater threat to us and our relationships. Glenn Stanton, He's a former colleague of mine. He's an expert on marriage that focuses on the family. Glenn says that a weakened friendship can lead a spouse to seek intimacy in other places. When the luxury of bringing friends with one another takes a back seat, friendships that are deep and intimate can develop in other places, resulting in emotional and even physical adultery. And these kinds of friendships are obvious and and easier to see. So, I'm asking you in marriage, the final answer is Am I investing more emotional energy into my husband than I am in our friend or child? Or where is it that I'm investing most of my emotional energy? Now, I bring up friends and children, ladies. Sometimes you can put your kids before your man. Careful! Because guess what? Your man was there before your children. And I know even if you start talking blended families and everything, there are challenges that go with that. But let me tell you what, kids grow up and they get married and they leave. And wives, what you were gaining from your children and putting your emotional energy in, they, they'll go and you'll fill that void. You'll feel it. You're like, oh, my gosh. You, well, your husband won't be there and vice versa. Men can do the same. Men can do a work with anything else. But God has placed you two together. He has ordained it to be so for his glory. For his glory. And when you keep that focus in mind, then look, divorce and all that's never an option. Never an option. I told my wife, if she ever leaves me, I'm following her. That won't work. I, mean, I stalk her now. It'd be really bad. <laughs> so a friendship can be restored uh, with intentional sacrifice, perseverance, and especially prayer. I mean, l- let me give you a few things that that can help you. One, recognize that friendship building takes a lot of work and time. You've got to carve out the time In your day. To make that happen. Does that make sense? You got to be very intentional. Just like your walk with the Lord. If you think it's just going to happen. It don't just happen right? You have to be intentional. My wife and I we try to practice. Coffee and devotions in the morning. You know. After the mass craziness. Of of, uh, getting our kids out. Right? Sometimes you have to do it before. Because once that starts you know what I mean for you it may be in the evening where you just sit and talk but most of the time we're so exhausted right God bless you and uh, you know what I'm not going to downplay social media a little text to your spouse blinking eyes or whatever just just thinking of your snookums that ain't bad to explore the interests of your spouse. You explore the interest of your spouse. Try to f- find out what what do what they like. Man, I'm not saying you go down to Hobby Lobby and you're making things, you know. What do you think about this? <laughs> I say, oh, it's better than mine. So, but, do it. I went down to the pottery place with my wife and kids. You know, you go down there and you... Paint something and then they bake it and come back later. Okay, Bruce Lee figure, but no, I'm just <laughs> three. Take time to find common interests and engage. Do stuff. Find out. Hey, what do we like to do together? Anybody? Do y'all date? Date nights going on? We we really try to date. That that's important, y'all. Uh, I, and guarantee you, if you try to go on a date once a week, the enemy come and throw a little. Nasty grenade right in the middle of y'all, right? I mean, we, we've gotten arguments. Just, uh, we've made it out the door. The babysitter's good. The kids have been given Benadryl. We're like, we're, we're, we're like, you know, woo! It's good. I feel like we made it. And then I just go, so where do you want to go? And then it gets crazy. Amen. Has anybody been? I don't know. Where you wanna? I thought you. Was, well, what are you? You wanna go to a movie? Or you wanna go eat? I don't know. What? No, like, hey, I got the babysitter. You gotta do something here. <laughs> Four. Use conflicts to sharpen and purify friendships. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but sometimes good things can come out of. Arguments, right? If, if as long as you got healthy boundaries of how do you argue and discuss and engage and don't attack each other, president, just, you know, see, got you got differences of opinion, right? Man, if we can just learn that, that she got an opinion, I got an opinion, and it don't mean either one of us is absolutely correct 99% of the time. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to lovingly disagree, but hey, Good things, the Bible says all things work together for good, right? And life is about conflict. And you have to learn to work through conflict. Number five, nurture and care for one another. Be gentle. Sometimes it's just, I mean, women, when your man gets sick, you know, like deathly ill with allergies or a cold or something, (laughs) and, and, Right, and you got to become Mother Teresa. You know, an ER doc. Car, you got, huh. man. We like that, don't we? Yeah, I got a fever. I know I got a fever. Is my wife? No, don't really. I don't. Ninety-eight point nine. That that's not much. of Try it again but tenderly it doesn't just have to be in that and gentlemen you'd be amazed at what happened if if sometimes you just grab your wife's hand when you're walking just grab her hand just be tender to her she may be like what 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 are you (laughs) this ain't going nowhere what we're going to church calm down (laughs) so you got to build relationship i mean you got to hold hands without trying to run a base three okay Third base. I mean, just be gentle, kind. Tell each other. Look in each other's eyes. Try to see her soul, man. Tell her I love you. I, you know, and, and I really appreciate you. So, some of you gals are writing that down. Got mm-hmm, that. <laughs> Number six: accountability and mutual respect including all the areas, sexuality, finances, and relationships. Uh, you know, you got to be accountable. Gals, don't be cutting checks and writing things and spending and have your own little credit card on the side. Your man finds out later, he's like, what? Same with you, dude. Number seven, establish daily habits of praying together. Man, if, I mean, if you do anything, just, I don't care if it's, let's just pray. Lord, help us. Amen. That's a start. Amen. That's a start. Ladies, that may be good for your husband. Okay? Or vice versa. Number eight, affirm one another every day. Be intentional in communicating the other's strengths. Um, I was not raised in a place where we would take time to look at somebody and appreciate them. Never. And uh, we did a little thing uh, when our kids were younger called the blessing box, where we just, we just uh, sit around in a circle and we say, okay, here... And you get this little, like a little gift, and you hold it, and you look at the person next to you, and you have to tell them something you really appreciate about them. Earlier on, it wasn't too good for my family. We'd be like, my kids were like, You're my sister. I'm like, Oh, (laughs) it was ugly all the way around. You're older. But if we come from backgrounds where that's not common, we gotta work on it. That'd be amazing. Just say, you know what I like about you, and and I'll tell y'all. To keep my emotional state happy, I praise my wife a lot. I affirm what I know is true. And if you follow me on Facebook, you see it, don't you? Because sometimes we'll get aggravated each other. And if I go on that rabbit trail of how I feel, that takes me away from what the truth is. That's why I like pictures. I go, look at you, hug me, you love me, we love each other. Love each other. And it brings you back to what's true. Doesn't the Bible say things on the things that are what? True, pure, lovely. Well, that's a scripture. Number nine, be transparent with one another. Let me hurry up with this. Well, and ten is communication. Most experts agree that regular communication builds a friendship that will weather the storms of life. Being open with one another is is critical, and I know transparency and vulnerability can be two different things, and sometimes you 're vulnerable and then your spouse slams you, brings up your past right or this or that and you know you got to let that go you got to remember hey that 's the that 's the enemy tempting you to bring up their past let that go, and then Gals, let me tell you, you want your man to be transparent to you, you better provide the absolute, incredible, safe environment. It better be a happy place. Because if he shares some with you, and then you come back and nail him with that, he'll shut down. I know this, though. Let me me read that last scripture to you all. Ephesians 5, 28. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves... His wife loves himself. That actually is the term agape. <laughs> because God knows we need a supernatural love sometime. Because I'm, I'm, maybe we're not as emotional. And then God gives you that amazing love that's beyond your own emotional capacity, man. To love your wife. Right? I do know this. A man who's got a wife has found a good thing. Amen? It's it's important. It's critical. And it brings glory to God. So, cut up. Remember what, why you dated. You know, not just the uh, the affection and infatuation. My wife and I, we were laughing driving up here. We used to just hang out for hours together. I mean, just hours. We just, I said, what do we talk about? Just, <laughs> I don't know. Well, he's just going, i got to get up and go to work. I told you all that in the beginning to show you what God can redeem and restore even when there's nothing. If you go to his word, if you keep your eyes fixed and focused on him, yeah. If you cut out some of the affections that draw you away. And let me just make one warning in closing. Gals, your man ain't going to meet all your needs emotionally. Never will. He's not designed to. One man does that. Jesus. Okay? And let me tell you something. Don't start letting your affections be carried out with other people. Don't engage in, well, we're just friends. Set up boundaries and parameters. I love the social media. Right? But I don't engage in private conversation with gals. And when I email gals or they email me, I copy my assistant. If they're really crazy, I copy my wife. They don't email me Michael anymore. And I'm telling y'all, even in the church, even in the workplace, even in your family, you guard and protect healthy boundaries.
1: Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to check out some of the work Victor is doing beyond this podcast, around the world, and ways to help fund the continued efforts of All Things Possible Ministries at victormarks.com. You can also catch us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's episode has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us until next time.